like every single time I've tried to plan for anything, it's never worked. It's just a matter of going with opportunities as they arise and and doing things that maybe make you a little uncomfortable, but you just know are right. Hello again, friends. Thank you so much for joining me here. It is Greg with the Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast. Thank you for being here and spending a little bit of your day learning something new. We are here to share wisdom gained from time spent in nature with a dose of inspirational and empowering stories of everyday people that move through uncharted territory, both literal and figurative. I hope you are as excited as I am to get to this week's episode. Here we go. Hey, all right. Thanks for being here with me today, friends. It is a beautiful, beautiful sunny day outside here in the mountains. Uh, actually had my feet in the river for a while. And well, yeah, it's a glacial river. It's a little bit cold. It was really, really refreshing. And that is something I enjoy and appreciate and encourage all of y'all to do out there is to go stick your feet in a nice, clean local water source and uh, just just feel that connection and that support from nature and the water all around us. It has been an interesting trip as I travel around and check out new places and think about options for, for the future and where I'd like to be and what I'd like to explore and do. Um, and I've seen a lot of wildlife. You may have heard the most recent episode with the red-tailed hawks were everywhere. And I've still been checking stuff out, uh, exploring places, working on the laptop at some point most days. But it's been great just to be disconnected from the hustle and bustle and chaos and madness of the city and just be out connected with nature where there's birds and there's trees and there's calm and there's quiet and there's peace. That's been really good for me. Now, something that's kind of surprising to a lot of people is that Canada actually has a couple deserts, and there are some really beautiful locations in the Okanagan region of British Columbia. I've also been to the most northern desert in Carcross in the Yukon. I lived right near it, and we took photos at it when we visited. But uh, the Okanagan is an amazing place, and... Uh, Fruit region, rock climbing, water skiing. Uh, lately, it's been actually really sad to see a lot of the fruit orchards and former agricultural land have been transformed into wine because wine grapes make significantly more money than fruit, but don't feed people. So it's an interesting mix. Uh, but the area is incredibly beautiful and doesn't get a lot of action except in the summer when people come and do wine tours and have their bachelorette parties and weddings and whatnot. It's an incredible area and the trails are magical. And uh, because it's also the northern extent of either the Sonoran or the Chihuahuan Desert, I'm not exactly sure which. I should probably Google that and see. Um, but it is, a, it is a magical area. And there's a lot of stuff there that you find that you don't necessarily think you would find. Um, for example, there are cacti there in Canada, in Canada, where there are mm, polar bears and snow and uh, igloos and all kinds of things like that. But uh, yeah, in, in this part of 
this part of British Columbia, there's also snakes and there's rattlesnakes and cactuses, cacti, and the steppe ecosystem and wine country and screech owls, burrowing owls, salamanders, all kinds of all kinds of things you wouldn't expect to be here. There's even an Soyuz Desert Center where you can go and find out about everything that's in there. So really, really, really experience interesting area and really, really cool ecosystem and environment. And uh highly encourage people to to go and visit. But anyways, so I am out into this Inkmeep Desert region, as it's referred to by the locals, local First Nations, or um, I guess you'd call it the uh, Native Americans, natives, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's it's phenomenal. So there I was. I went out to oh go for a walk, go for a hike, and I'm just walking along. When oh my gosh, I came across a rattlesnake. And I've seen rattlesnakes before. Uh, we actually scared the bejesus out of one <laughs> in Arizona one of the first times I was there. Um, and I actually rode my bike over one that was sunning itself years and years and years ago when I lived in the region. But today I ran in and saw, or I ran into and saw a snake and thought, oh my gosh, this is kind of interesting. I wonder what the wisdom of the snake is. Is that something that I should be sharing on the podcast? Is this an omen for for the future or for today's energy or for what's going on? So why don't we just share some snake energy? Uh, a little, little bit more backstory of how I came across the snake. I just out for a walk and you know it's still it's still warm in uh, this region right now. Uh, fall, sadly, for those of us summer lovers, seems to be on its way. But it was a beautiful, beautiful day. And I had driven through the the arid, uh, you'd call it a steppe, I guess, semi-arid rangeland um, for part of the day before I got out of the truck and, and went out and had a beautiful hike, saw the snake, and then went and jumped into the lake. And that was oh so refreshing. It was great. Um, but yeah. <laughs> part of this road trip has been very, very interesting things coming up and showing up in uh, people and places and just following my intuition. So that this snake showed up was really interesting because I read, read the blurb and I'd been considering doing an episode about it. And I thought, you know what, after reading the blurb and seeing all of these uh, connections and these dots lining up to make lines, I thought, yep, this has got to be happening. So Without any further ado or long rambly introduction, why don't we get right into the Jamie Sams and David Carson animal medicine cards that tell us all about snake. Snake, come crawling, there's fire in your eyes. Bite me, excite me, I'll learn to realize. The poison transmuted brings eternal flame. Open me to heaven to heal me again. Snake is card six in the deck, and uh, the keyword is transmutation. Snake medicine people are very rare. 
Their initiation involves experiencing and living through multiple snake bites, which allows them to transmute all poisons, be they mental, physical, spiritual, or emotional. The power of snake medicine is the power of creation, for it embodies sexuality, psychic energy, alchemy, reproduction, and ascension or immortality. The transmutation of the life-death-rebirth cycle is exemplified by the shedding of snake skin. It's the energy of wholeness, cosmic consciousness, and the ability to experience anything willingly and without resistance. It is the knowledge that all things are equal in creation and that those things which might be experienced as poison can be eaten, ingested, integrated, and transmuted if one has the proper state of mind. Thoth, the Atlantean, who later returned as Hermes and was the father of alchemy, used the symbol of two snakes intertwining around a sword to represent healing. Complete understanding and acceptance of the male and female within each organism creates a melding of the two into one, thereby producing divine energy. This medicine teaches you on a personal level that you are a universal being. Through accepting all aspects of your life, you can bring about the transmutation of the fire medicine. This fire energy, when functioning on the material plane, creates passion, desire, procreation, and physical vitality. On the emotional plane, it becomes ambition, creation, resolution, and dreams. On the mental plane, it becomes intellect, power, charisma, and leadership. When this snake energy reaches the spiritual plane, it becomes wisdom, understanding, wholeness, and connection to the great spirit. If you've chosen this symbol, there is a need within you to transmute some thought, action, or desire so that wholeness may be achieved. This is heavy magic, but remember, magic is no more than a change in consciousness. Become the magician or the enchantress. Transmute the energy and accept the power of the fire. Now, in light of my own experiences, seeing the snake and pulling the snake card, a lot of things resonated. And a lot of new, we'll say avenues and approaches showed up as I pondered the variety of emotional, mental, and spiritual issues that the snake can be transmuting. And the energies circulating around this part of the world and the world in general that can be transmuted as we are in a interesting time where there's a lot of power and creation and wisdom and connection that that can grow out of our situation and my hope and my knowing is that better things are coming in the future and as this challenging situation is transmuted and transformed that we can collectively reconnect with nature reconnect with ourselves and our own wisdom and knowledge the knowledge that's stored from all the generations before us in our bodies in our psyches in our spirits to really create a better world moving forward and that this challenging energy can be transmuted and transformed into positivity and light and love and 
the relationships we see in nature between the rivers, the forests, the mountains, the predators, the herbivores, the insects, the fishes, everything circles and cycles around. And the snake, the image I kept getting as I was reading this was this the snake eating its own tail. So I'm curious to hear what might be transmuting in your life on the emotional plane, spiritual plane, mental plane, or in the physical? Is there a new passion that you're following? Is there a new type of power within yourself you're accessing? Is it a leadership role you're taking on? Is it speaking out or speaking up? Is it gaining wisdom and comprehension and connection connection to the self and connection to everything? Is it moving forward, not knowing what's what's happening for you or what's right or where the things will come in, but trusting that removing oneself from a situation that may not be ideal and transmuting it can actually lead to a much better, much rewarding, much more aligned situation. Deep questions for thought, as always, here on the Wisdom of the Wilderness. But with that, friends, thank you very much for joining me on today's episode. I really appreciate it. And uh, the sun is just getting close to setting here on another magical day. I hope that wherever you are, whatever you are doing, however you are being today, that there's a little spark of light and a little spark of energy that shows up as the snake is teaching us all and reminding us all about the power of transmutation. All right, friends, thank you for joining me for another episode of The Wisdom of the Wilderness. I appreciate you being here and spending part of your day with me, and I hope that there has been a good experience on your end listening to today's episode. If this episode resonated with you and you know somebody who might enjoy or appreciate, uh, be inspired or empowered by it, please feel free to pass it along and drop me a review on the podcast platform of your choice that you are listening to it on. As well, I now have an email address that you can feel free to send me messages, suggestions, thoughts, guest requests, questions, whatever it might be. That address is wisdomofthewilderness at protonmail.com. That's wisdomofthewilderness, all one word, at protonmail.com. Look forward to seeing some messages and want to say hello to everyone out there from all the different countries and cities and states and counties and provinces. Thank you. It's been really cool to see where people are listening from and think a little bit about all those different experiences people are having in their day-to-day life. All right. Have yourselves a good one, friends. We will talk to you the next time. The Wisdom of the Wilderness.